Ja, okay. At birth I felt betrayed, I was circumcised. Kept thinking I had lost a good chunk of my penis size. And then I spent so many nights thinking what my folks did wrong to my poor dong. So I'll just graft the foreskin on and now it's back, but out of place. I should have splurged on plastic surgeons who did offer discount rates. Should not have changed my stupid cock. Should have just done let it be. If I'd have known I'd have to clean it, pull it back to take a pee. Oh no, now I'm uncircumcised. And now it seems it's like my penis is just wearing a disguise. How I got all this extra skin the surgeon borrowed from my shin. Go grab the knives. I'll circumcise. Here we go. That's enough. That's good. Hey, boom. Done. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to, welcome to Time Capsule. <laughs> Yay. Give it up for our musical accompaniment. Maestro, if you will, Andy Shines. Very lovely, very lovely, very lovely. All right. Uh, this is a show where we go over jokes that we are very fond of, but that the references in the jokes are too old for us to comfortably do them in front of human beings. And we go over the jokes that we have, uh, just to reminisce on them and visit with them, and then we discuss what was going on at the time that we wrote those jokes. Uh, here with me, I have three very close friends and super funny comedians. Uh, first one to my left is David Mascoro. Hello. And then after David, queen of the smolder, Amanda Arnold. Well, hello. And then right after Amanda, the crimson Casanova himself, Jacob Christopher. Thank you very much. Yeah, well, thanks for coming, guys. All right, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure, buddy. <laughs> Uh, so uh, I think I'll start off by going over uh, the joke that I have that I love that made me want to do this show in the first place. And uh, basically, uh, Lance Armstrong is not a cheater, nor was he ever. Because in order to cheat, you have to be playing a fucking sport in the first place. And cycling is not a goddamn sport. <laughs> it's a basic mode of transportation. <laughs> It doesn't count as a sport. I don't care what kind of outfit you have while you're doing it, all right? I ride the hell out of the bus. I know all these routes down pat, but no one's giving me a bus riding medal, okay? And besides, I live in Portland. Why would I give a shit about cycling? Since I started telling this joke, 23 bikes passed by the front of this building in the, in the few seconds I've been going. And which sounds more entertaining to you? Some spoiled, rich, snot-nosed with the highest level of equipment and multiple high-money sponsors? Or going outside and watching some malnourished hipster dodge buses in the rain? That's way more interesting. <laughs> Who gives a shit about cycling? Why would... What, sound, what sounds better? All right. Just some dude in an outfit riding with a bunch of other dudes down the street or on a freeway or whatever area they've cleared... Or being able to sit next to a bar with a beer in your hand and watch a bike parade full of pirates, ninjas, and fairies with sparklers and glow sticks and fireworks going off out of their shit and someone's got a boombox trailing behind them and a trailer bumping dubstep the whole time? Because that happens every Friday at Bonfire, especially now that the weather's good again. And also, what was Lance Armstrong's punishment for quote-unquote cheating? It was a non-punishment. What did they do? They, they took away his Tour de France trophies? Oh, no. Not those shitty metal statues to, remi to remind him of the few times he won a ride-a-bike contest. Oh, no, not those poor things. Now all he has to console himself with is mansions and riches and all that, all that old Nike money and gear that he got. Oh, that and the few thousand memories of every time he got to bounce his lucky ball off of Sheryl Crow's ass. 
That's the only reason we care about cycling anyway. It's because of Lance Armstrong. The only reason we care about Lance Armstrong is because of the ball. That's it. Can any of you name any other Tour de France winners? No. Exactly. There's Lance Armstrong, and then there's just a bunch of full scrotum nobodies. <laughs> cycling doesn't mean shit. <laughs> and that's my Lance Armstrong joke that I miss that's and I'm very that's fond of. Today, <laughs> well done. You can tell that today. I don't. That'll definitely still piss off the U.S. Postal Service. That was a sponsor, right? It's funny though. In in Portland, uh, sometimes I'd have somebody yell out whenever I'd say, say, "Who here knows a Tour de France winner?" And then I would have to try and make fun of that person and and <laughs> take away their credibility. Yeah, but you're stupid. So fuck you and your cycling. Some Whole Foods employee that like really. <laughs> I had some guy. I had some guy making a face at me the whole time I was doing. Like he was super offended that I was like fuck cycling as a sport. He's <laughs> sad that he never got to do the Tour de France. Well, I called him out on it. Uh, I said, "Sir, you look really unhappy with me." He's like, "I don't like anything you're saying." I was like, "Are you wearing like cycling gear under your clothes right now? <laughs> like a freaky dude wears lingerie under his clothes, and you're sitting there like no one knows how fast I am under all this." <laughs> But yeah, because I wrote the joke. I think because all the lens. This this is one of my first jokes. Actually, this is actually the joke that made me stop writing stuff down on paper before I went on stage. Because the first time I ever did this joke was at the Funhouse Mike. It was my second comedy open mic I'd ever been to, fifth mic overall, and it was going really well. But back then, I used to drink before my sets. This also made me stop drinking before my sets. Cause, and I couldn't tell the difference because my nerves were so bad. I couldn't tell the difference between nerves and me having a pretty solid buzz. Yeah. And it wasn't until I blanked out in the middle of this joke going really well. <laughs> like, up until that point, the best I'd ever done on stage. Yeah. Came down. That I was like, oh, so this is a buzz and not my basic nerves. Right. And so. Do you remember that one time you were so drunk, I, you did a host set? And then no one laughed at your host set, and then I had to redo a host set for you. Yeah, that was bad. Like, too. your drinking was getting crazy. Like, you did a whole eight minutes, and then everyone's like, okay, and where's the. It was hilarious. It's a bog, and bog is the most unforgiving room yeah. in Portland, Oregon. Yep. Rest and in peace. Rest in peace. And then, like, yeah, you went up there. Of unforgiving, no comedy at bog ever again. Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> we burned that fucker down. Dude, you guys have ruined that? so many Why rooms. Yeah, that's classic throwback. How many buildings have you shut doing comedy? We none of our businesses have closed, but they've definitely quit doing comedy. They're not I'd Angela say, and hijinks. I'd say yeah, that's true. Adam that's names true. his shows too optimistic. Like the one at the Chinese Village was called Comedy Every Sunday Forever. Like that is very that's a that's a long ah. commitment to make to a show that might not last more than a week. I like turns Chinese. Out, turns out it was an ironic name. <laughs> yeah, it's Portland. Did you guys choose to leave the blog, or did you get fired? I mean, we got to choose when we left. <laughs> it's like it's like they gave us the box. They're like, "Well, this can be gone either this month or next month." Or they're, they're like, "Pick your last day." <laughs> when can you move mm. out? <laughs> when are your teeth not gonna look the worst? That's Actually, good. speaking of leaving box, speaking of me being late for shows, I slept through the entire last box show. The whole show? The you didn't. Whole you didn't miss. Show. I mean, it was just. You know, like every other bog show. The show started at 8, and I woke up at about 10 o'clock. That's funny. It wasn't funny at the time, but it was... 
<laughs> everyone's like, it's like, why is the show dying? It's like, I don't know. 50% of this never shows up. So. <laughs> And David no bitterness now, there, right? David, David now David now has baby. Please forgive me. Wrestling tickets to yeah, show I'm, for that. I'm not sure if I'm just bitter as much as I've just accepted you for who you are, Mr. Movie Star. All of a sudden, what what movie were you in? I've heard you reference this a couple times. I don't even know the name of the flick. I have one line in a movie, and I just like acting like an idiot about it. Was it an extra movie? You don't even know the name of Did it. Did they give you a free shirt to wear? Because I imagine they wouldn't let you wear the three that you own. <laughs> oh. I bought a new shirt the weekend before. There you go. And then returned it two days later. <laughs> no, I'm a 5X. You find something that fits, you keep that motherfucker, all right? I don't even throw out shirts that have holes in them. Those, are just, those just become undershirts. Yeah, they don't. Right? They don't return comforters once you cut sleeves in them. There's oh, just a shirt. Oh. When you're a fat, when you're a fat dude, your shirts just metamorphosize. All right, it goes from regular shirt to undershirt, and then once it gets bad enough, it somehow turns into underwear. There's an origami situation that goes on there. Is that just a girl thing to buy stuff and then return it? Like I bought. A yeah, form- men have integrity. Oh, high five me, David. No, high five. no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, my high fiving hands fell asleep. Don't, I'll high five you in about four to five hours. <laughs> but women have business sense. No, I bought. Um, I bought a four hundred. That's why you make just as much as us. <laughs> Fair enough. I bought a four hundred dollar dress and returned it once, and the lady was like, "You didn't wear this," and I was like, giving her my best like game face. Nope, didn't return it. She's like, "It smells like deodorant." I was like, "At least I wore deodorant." <laughs> You do not shop with honor. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. Um, someone else want to break out an old classic? Yeah, I'll, I'll do a classic. I'll do two. One's really quick. And I was. This is one I wrote for Spicy News on an episode I did like three, two or three years ago. Oh yeah. And uh, how's it go? It goes. Uh, I'll deliver it like a news article. It's like a quick one, you know. Founder and CEO of Nintendo, Hiroshi Yamauchi, passed away this week at the age of 92 years old. Hiroshi is credited with transforming the once small trading card company and turning it into the electronic video game powerhouse we all know and love today. He died tragically and ironically when his car careened off a cliff after being struck by a blue shell despite not having been in first place for many years now. <laughs> Fucking Andy yeah, boom, I like that. Thank you, Andy. That's right up Andy's alley. <laughs> That's a great fucking joke. Yeah, I was really happy when I wrote that. I was like, dude, I should do topical stuff. But And then, uh, what's another topical one? Fukushima. <laughs> right, y'all remember Fukushima, right? Casanova with the Japan fetish oh, a few yeah. years ago. <laughs> Today and in the future. But uh, yeah, people are all upset. Nuclear reactors leaking all this nuclear bullshit into the ocean people are scared saying it's going to make all the fish radioactive and i say that's good let's turn that sea life radioactive let's crank them up make them all glow in the dark that way all those japanese people can hunt down and slaughter all the dolphins at night now too Oh, <laughs> that Blood Cove, sad. Red Cove. What, somehow, when you combine, you know, slaughtering of dolphins with the earthquake that killed like a quarter million people, doesn't? It's not uplifting, but it's I funny like, nonetheless. I like how the dolphins are what set Amanda off, though. Like we've been joking about like a massive. Right. Tragedy. I have a terrible joke I'm going to share too. You guys are going to be like, "What the fuck?" She said, "Oh, dolphins." This is going to be turned into dirty dozens, and then like. And then like we all just make a horrible rape joke. Then at the end we go Doogie Hauser next. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's just a few classics. That fucking uh, 
the, what's the, what's the Nintendo guy's name again? Uh, Hiroshi Yamauchi. I think so. It might be wrong, but it's something like that. That joke has motherfucking layers to it, dude. Yeah, it's good. I, uh, it's thank really you. Good. Thank you. Uh, Andy Shams. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I, I love the. Uh, I don't know what I love. Uh, I had I a feel. point. I had a point, and then he did that. Amanda bought a Nintendo it. once and returned it after four days. <laughs> but at least she wore deodorant. <laughs> but when when the PS ones came out, I worked for Best Buy and I bought three of them. But the internet wasn't. I like. I didn't use the internet on a regular basis. Then it was like. I mean, I was twenty. I was twenty. So whatever year that was, and I bought three of them. And then one of the tech guys sold two of them to people in Japan for like eight hundred dollars a piece. It was awesome. It oh, was like magic they were flying off the. Sh- yeah, yeah, the PS3 you're talking about. PS3, the one, the black one that stood up. I worked at an electronics store too when that came out. And like it was, was like, insane. You were like the mafia when you worked at fucking electronics store and the PS3 yeah, was dude. coming out. Because I got a forty five percent discount on them, and they were like, "You guys get first pick." Um, Yeah, this guy was like, buy three of them. We'll sell two. I'll sell them on the internet for you. And I was like, that's magical. (laughs) Can't wait till the news. Things are too accessible now. Yeah. Yeah. Internet, man. Uh, It was the good old days. It was the good old days when we could exploit people. Capitalism, baby. Do you remember the first time you went on the internet? Uh, Yeah. I was at a friend's house. I think I'm older than everybody here, though. I'm 35. Oh, okay. I'm not that much older. I'm 36. Oh, Wow. You're like super old. I'm like super old. I'm like that's closer to forty. You don't look it I, though. You look, you know, you look. You could pass for thirty-five. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Where's your leg under the table? They're so yeah. They're way over here. Casanova, <laughs> as I've been saying all day. <laughs> they're way over here. I'm nervous now. Oh man. Anyone? Anyone else want to tell some jokes? Oh, I have that old. Remember that old one? First one. Uh, very pun stuff. A lot where it's like. Uh, I'm excited. What was it? Uh, if comedy doesn't, it had a lot of jokes at open mics that I would do. Like where it's the the uh, the setup was like. So if comedy doesn't work out, I have all these businesses that I want to do, and and one of them I still use, but it's it's just because it's so dumb. It's when I, I just need a pun. It's like I want to open up a grill a bakery. What called when you yeast expect it. That was something I would say. Oh. Or uh, I want to open up a liquor store on Indian Burial Ground. We're going to call it Beer, Wine, and Angry Spirits. <laughs> I want to open up, uh, I want to uh, make software that deciphers Bob Dylan lyrics and it's called Like, uh, like a Rosetta Stone. Oh. Uh, I want to, uh, I want to do a, a record of cats singing top 40 songs and I want to call it Meow. That's what I call music. <laughs> And all the records, like if they ever skip on there, they would they'd have a little dust on it. They wouldn't, they wouldn't skip like a normal CD. They would just go, <laughs> blow on it. I love that. Yeah, I, I like that. You could still tell those. Yeah, those are great. Those yeah, are those, great. those are all still workable. Yeah. They were just very pun. It just like I started doing more story stuff. And then like instead of pun, pun stuff. Could you do uh, uh, the, the Cranberries joke? Oh, the Cranberries joke? Oh, let me see if I can remember it. Uh, one second, let me go to someone else and I'll try to remember how it goes. I can't remember. It's a bit, it's a bit long it's been. I um, When you asked me to do this, I thought about it. And going through my notebooks, it's amazing what a growth process the last uh, six years has been. Like stuff that I got up and said in front of people. Really? Because so far I feel like these are Jacob and David's best jokes I've ever heard. <laughs> right? This is not going to be. I'm glad you're transitioning into acting. I really, I'm really happy for you. It seems like acting is your forte. I really hope it works out for you. Um, do you guys remember like the Casey Anthony chick that killed her daughter? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. 
because I thought that was appropriate to write a joke about. (laughs) (laughs) Joke Um, writes itself. There used to be this open mic we'd go to called Gossip, and um, it was fun, but it was kind of a safe zone where you felt like you could get away with saying anything, and it's easy to be like a shock comic or like dirty when you first start because it's easy laughs. And I remember getting up in front of everybody and talking about kids and how everybody should beat their kids because nobody spanks their kids anymore. And then I was like, but you know what, Casey Anthony. Were you black in the 90s? I was. It wasn't the 90s either. It was like, it was recently. <laughs> I have a funny joke about that later too. But um, I was Black like, people in the 90s? Because <laughs> we be living single, single. In, in a 90s, 90s kind of world. I'm glad I got my girls. Yeah, Andy, yeah. we got it too. Yeah. We got it too, Andy. Wonderful. I, I Wonderful. Not, well done. Inside color rendition. Yeah. I'm not following that with anything. I want people to wonder what I meant by that after that. Um, <laughs> or as white people know it, the black friends, right? Living <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Um, but I was like, Casey Anthony, um, she killed her daughter. I was like, choosy moms choose Jif, but Casey Anthony chose chloroform. And I remember... <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Andy, you need All to right. be a full-time staple here. This is right. fucking good. <laughs> I'm not doing this fucking show without Shane. He's like a good version right. of Ira. <laughs> oh. Oh. Y'all laughed and then decided to groan. Don't try and take that. Hide your that true feelings. Don't like worry. He doesn't, he doesn't, Ira doesn't know how the internet works. It's fine. <laughs> I like him, but I mean... Whatever. But once you get in the closed room without him, you just fucking start going off on the poor little guy. Dude, yeah, I'll tell you stories later, not on the podcast. <laughs> oh. Amanda, you were saying. Yeah, sorry. I was just thinking that. Edit that out. I never talks to me. I've tried to talk to him before, and he seems very uninterested in speaking with me. <laughs> Wait, are we talking about Ira? Yeah. Still. <laughs> what the fuck? Dude, that's a throwback. That's from like the 1940s. That's, yeah, yeah 40s. we're doing time capsules. No, but anyway, you tell these jokes that you're like, I would never tell that anymore. And I kind of wish I had that lack of fear like that I had when I first started. Oh, yeah. Like I was like insane. I remember, I remember it. You want to hear it now? Uh, yeah. Please, joke yes. So it turns out that merely listening to the music of the Cranberries does not cure urinary tract infections, you guys. Oh. It's like, it's like, you're like, do you have to, do you have to, do you have to let it linger? No, you don't go to the doctor, get yourself checked out. You only get one junk in life. <laughs> always, I like, I like your, yeah, that's I've always perfect. loved that joke. I've always loved uh, that joke. Dude, I remember, it's not even topical, never mind. I was going to say like my first closer, closer, you know, and like I first got a gig at, like this is like four years ago at Harvey's. God, but it doesn't, it's not even like, it's just a time capsule of a joke. No, it doesn't I, have I any like good references. I mean, it's it that up, girl so. falling down the stairs. Oh, I love that joke still. That was it's the first joke. Women don't it. fall down stairs anymore. This is legit. Let's do it. <laughs> women, women be falling. Women be, be falling. falling down stairs. Women be falling. Let's hear it, Casanova. Just about, because yeah, it's pretty stupid. About how I met some girl after a show and we went bar hopping one night. But it's a true story, right? I yeah. love that joke, dude. We were out to like 2.33 in the morning and then we came back to my place and she was, you know, drunk. I'm not going to lie. She's all fucking shaky and slurring, which I'm not a fan of. You know, I'm a grown man. I don't feel creepy like I'm taking advantage of women. But, you know, I'd spent all night with her, so I had earned it. And we go into my place. <laughs> I say earned it, not that she owed me. I phrase that very specifically. <laughs> We go downstairs because I'm living in a basement. Why you don't do this anymore. Yeah, this I mean, I've already, this I've is already... to a time before <laughs> feminism was right. Yeah, that's true. I lo- oh, 2014. I love what I'm. I love Portland gets having- everything late. <laughs> yeah, right. 
<laughs> I love when I'm having sex with a guy and he whispers in my ear, I earned this. <laughs> it's super hot. You gotta go, you earned this. You gotta get it on them. <laughs> we earned this. Then it feels special. Like it's a moment shared between you. Go ahead, anyway. anyway, we go down the stairs. All right, she's drunk. She takes the first step and just tumbles down the stairs, like face first. <laughs> and, you know, it's horrifying, but, you know, she's drunk. So when she. Free fall. <laughs> yeah, right. Where's your free fall? And whatever, Andy. You're slipping. You lost it. You're fired. You know, Andy, I'm not a Tom Petty fan. Thank you for respecting my wishes for my show. Respect the Petty. Anyway, go ahead. I, I'm sorry. I, I, was, oh. I was thinking about it. Yeah, go ahead. Anyway, she's drunk, so she gets right back up, but her face is busted. Like, there's blood coming out of her nose and on the side of her face, and, like, her hair is all matted. It looks scary, like that girl who crawled out of the well on the ring. Like, it's gross. <laughs> but she's drunk. She's like, I want to make out. And I'm like, fuck yeah, this is a hero. So I rush down to her and grab her and spin her around so I can make out with her. And, like, I'm horrified at what I see, so I got to make the decision. You know, in my mind, it's like, Jesus Christ, I got to get this girl to a doctor. You know, she needs to see a hot, go to a hospital. So get your fucking pants on, Jacob, and take her to the hospital. How did your pants get off from the time she fell down the stairs because to just slightly I'm weird, out? dude. I'm <laughs> ready. You like understand? you were running down the stairs. she was going down the stairs. She's like unzipping. Dude, yes. Like, this yes. was a hot moment. Hot. It was that she was wearing those Gwen Stefani pants. It was all zippers. So like, like. The motion of falling down that stairs, unzipped and zipped things until she finally. So it was like a crab, sh- like crab shoot. Meanwhile, he's, he's shimmying his down while going after her. He's like, yeah. "Are you okay?" But also, well, when she got back he up, had those stripper pants on that like just pull off in the front. Like, like he's got a new fetish. You know what's sexy, guys? Concussions. You know what's sexy. <laughs> so anyway, you take her. Well, to the look. Anyway, I, so I take a fucks NFL players exclusively now. <laughs> the whole point. tell the truth. <laughs> tell, tell the truth. Tell the truth. <laughs> anyway, I took her to the hospital, and there's nothing like walking into the emergency room at three in the morning with a battered woman and telling the doctors, "Yeah, she fell down the stairs as you back out of there." Don't even know her name. It's like, yeah, fucking, they didn't believe me. Uh, Not a great joke. Not a great joke. I've always liked that joke, but it might be because I'm a bit of a horror fan when it comes to comedy. <laughs> So. I picture him looking at the doctor being like, she fell down the stairs, doc. You know what I'm saying? He goes to high five the doctor. <laughs> the doctor just looks at him like it's a total piece of shit. Oh, okay. So never mind. <laughs> there you go, Andy. Got it back. You want it back. Hey, you took her breath away. That's what you did. <laughs> that was, but that's the first blood closer. <laughs> like, that was the first joke where I was like, fuck yeah. And I closed Harvey's for like a year. That was my closer. <laughs> And it worked that's well. That's awesome. Wangs you know? was my first closer. Um, like, that's a statement I've never said out loud. Uh, I <laughs> still tell that joke every once in a while, like at bar shows, like in Idaho. But it's they, um, it's a male version of Wangs, which is still a great idea, dude. It's still a great business idea. I don't care. It's like a male version of Hooters. You go and it's hot dudes, like with awesome bodies, and they have holsters on with all these different kinds of like chicken wing sauce. And they like pull out the sauce and like squirt it all over your wings right in front of you. That'd be that is great. Wangs would be super hot, and you call it Wangs. And the slogans "Come hungry, leave with Wangs on your face." It's awesome, dude. That is a fucking brilliant idea. I mean, they opened a a version of it in Texas. It's called something else, like not Wangs, not as cool as my idea. It's not clever. It's just called Dicks. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. it's just like hot body guy store. Cocks and chicken strips. Like that's yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I would totally go to male version of Hooters with all my gay guy friends and tip them out and make I'd sure. Go to a fucking male version of Hooters. Dude, you I'm, would go anywhere yeah. with chicken wings. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you high underestimate. Five. High five. I don't <laughs> underestimate yeah. you. I understand. My it. love of wings combined with my comfort being comfortable with my sexuality and the possibility to get another five X T shirt out of the deal completely. <laughs> right. right. Any place that half naked women is, you know, that, you know, women are, you know, there's five X T shirts there close by. It's like, yes. It's like a water in the oasis kind of thing. I had I never really finished writing the joke because it's such an old reference. Actually, it was when me and you first started getting to know each other. It was the first time I ever did it on stage. Uh, Von Wald had that. Uh, oh, rest in peace, Scott Von Wald, because he never comes out anymore. Anyway, go ahead. He missed. Yeah, we miss you, buddy. Uh, the, the new skinny you with the Jufro. What happened yeah, in fucking Kansas? I don't know. All that Tech Nine. Okay. <laughs> Um, it was a. It was actually a, a '90s theme show, and I was excited because I got to do this show. Oh yeah, the show that him and I ran for a minute uh, down in Milwaukee. Every um, show had a different theme. Jobs '90s. Yeah. yeah. What was it called? Because uh, the headliner was called the keynote speaker. Yeah, it was called. Keep talking, and I'll remember. Uh, so no, I'm just playing. Uh, no, basically, the joke. <laughs> As I this is like one of the first jokes I wrote, and I was like, "How do I don't even do this though? This is such an old reference." It's. I got drunk one night and watched Edward Scissorhands, and I just <laughs> had this epiphany at the end of the movie. And the epiphany is like, why Nona Ryder's character in Edward Scissorhands is a lazy piece of shit? Because throughout the entire movie, this. she's telling you the story about someone she fell in love with, but their love was, they couldn't be together. And that, then he went away to live in this castle, and she's never seen him again. And if you look out the fucking window she's been sitting next to three, through the entire story, the castle is right there. Yeah. It is literally a th- stone's throw away. You throw a rock up that hill, you'll hit that castle. It was like, I thought you loved this dude. Why didn't you go up that hill for love? You can't go up the hill for love? <laughs> Your mom went up the hill to sell Avon. That's how you found Edward in the first place. That's awesome. And also, in the canon of the story, the reason he stayed up there is because he killed a dude, and they don't want anyone to know where he is because they don't want the people in the town to get him. But also in the canon of the story, Edward invents snow by creating ice sculptures. No one had ever seen snow before in this movie until he started carving ice sculptures. And what comes barreling out of that castle every fucking winter? Snow. So this poor bastard has been up there for decades trying to signal you up the hill with snow. And you're just sitting there in your fucking rocking chair telling this bullshit story over and over that is full of plot holes, by the way. I don't think you ever really loved him. I think you're ever trying to you're just trying to sucker this poor kid into helping you rob Anthony Michael Hall's house. And also, keep in mind, Edward, this poor son of a bitch doesn't have hands. All right? Nope. Scissor hands. So he's up there, he can't even jerk off. He's just been up there dry humping ice sculptures since the sixties. And I don't think that it was called Narcomics Anonymous. There we go. I, I've had to find a flyer online. Yeah, old like, like I, yeah, I remember doing a few jokes about old movies, like when they were like, to, you know, like Toy Story. I saw Toy Story, but my mom rented the bootleg Chinese version, which is just like the American version, except in fifteen, the first fifteen minutes, all the kids die from lead paint poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> those jokes that still come around if the movie's a classic like I used to I used to have a joke where it's like uh, I think Casablanca is still the best movie about an airport bar ever like that's <laughs> that's a legit joke though yeah you're right Sometimes, well, 
I'll right. still bust it out seasonally sometimes. Or if, like, or if I see it on TV that week, I'll be yeah, like, all right, exactly. someone in this room watched TBS on Thursday. Let's go for the Edward joke. Sometimes simple things are funny. When I worked at Best Buy and Toy Story had just came out, we had these like Woody dolls um, okay. that were free if you bought the movie. Woody dolls, I get it. I heard, huh. And uh, this little kid's <laughs> running down the aisle and he's screaming at the top of his lungs, I got a Woody! I got a Woody! And it's still probably in my top like 50 funny things I've seen. Because like, the mom's like, oh my God, stop it, stop it. When uh, when the Disney movie Hunchback of Notre Dame came out, uh, they had like this big giant rack at my Hollywood video. Rest in peace. A big rack. <laughs> R.I.P. What's up? And, uh, <laughs> and uh, it was all like the... It was all I think what was the lady's name? It was the it was the chick from Hunchback of Notre Dame. Esmeralda. Esmeralda. Fucking, Fucking Hunchback. Quick. Nice. I know my Disney. Disney. It was her and uh what was Mel Gibson's character's name? Was he in the movie? Yeah, did he voice No, that wasn't Mel Gibson, was it? He voiced the dude that they get that they let hook up with Esmeralda because they wouldn't let him hook up with the ugly hunchback. Uh, not true to the story, by the way. Disney, very nice. Like how I'm more worked up about this, but they did the oh, Pocahontas the the movie, chin? and I didn't bring that up. Anyways, it was those two dolls, and then it was just a shit ton of the gargoyle dolls. So me and my friends were bored while everyone else picked up. Picked me and my best friend were bored while all the other friends we were with were picking out movies. And so we just made like this scene where the gargoyles are just murdering the fuck out of Esmeralda. That's hilarious. And dude. And then some little kid starts like comes up and looks at it and looks at like what we cause like they're like pulling pulling one apart by the legs and biting their heads and their bodies. This little kid comes up, looks at what we're doing in horror, and we just kind of like just scatter. And like up, oh. and then we hear him crying, going, "Mom!" Nice. That's funny. Kid probably grew up. Now he's gonna touch kids or something. <laughs> just roommate a creepy adult. Um, you know who was another um, comedy like handed to you was Michael Phelps. I'm um, getting caught smoking weed. Um, I had a joke about like how are parents going to, you know, talk to their kids about the dangers of smoking marijuana and not going to college when this guy won twenty, <laughs> like twenty Olympic medals, twenty, twenty, <laughs> twenty, and he could hold his breath for like twenty minutes or whatever, and he smoked weed like lots of weed. He wasn't even just like a part time smoker. I had a big rant I used to do about that. I feel like I heard a bunch of people like that. Like, where else would he hide it? No wonder he got caught with it. He only wears one piece of clothing at all times that you've known him. You've known him for. Is it, it's either behind the medals or under behind his, balls. his balls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have a joke right here that I, I haven't played this thing. You remember, everyone remember when Guitar Hero was so popular? They came out with variants, and it was like there was like like no one ever played the drums, but there also was one called DJ Hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where yeah. DJ Hero was what weird. A failure. I remember that. I think I wrote a joke. That I go. My favorite part of DJ Hero is when you put up flyers for an hour, and then five. You have, one level is just you dealing with disappointment for six hours. <laughs> oh, so that no one shows up to your gigs. Yeah, I, think, I think they made a, a comedian for comedian hero, where they yeah. just give you a mic. And that's yeah. the only thing it comes with. Uh, that's what this show is. Oh, guys, bring her show, show level. Bring her show. <laughs> the first 40 levels are just drink tickets. Nobody shows up shows. <laughs> Ignoring Doing bill collectors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Learning how to donate plasma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just one level of eating ramen every day. <laughs> so Heath Ledger died. Oh, is, that, <laughs> is that one you got? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that relevant? Yeah. 
That's a classic setup. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Bring it. Bring it. No, that was it. That's all I told. <laughs> I didn't find out till like oh. a year after he died. So I would, yeah, and it was a shock. So there was I also a bunch of those where like so joke final so jokes on him, you know. <laughs> I could do a Carrie. Carrie, here's a classic. Carrie Underwood broke into the Billboard top ten for the first time with her new hit, Jesus Take the Wheel. Which I think gives a terrible message because Jesus died 1,900 years before the automobile was invented. <laughs> if there is anyone that is not qualified to take the steering wheel, Jesus would be. Look, he's a great guy, but he is not. I can do so many things better than Jesus. I can drive better than him. I can play Mario Kart better than him. He was a carpenter. All right, I built kitchen cabinets for a couple of years. He doesn't know power tools. I'm probably a better carpenter than Jesus <laughs> at this point. Uh, so yeah, I guess that was basically the gist of how I'm better than Jesus is how that joke goes. But it starts with Carrie Underwood. That's a good joke. That is a Jacob Christopher at WWJChrist. Right? <laughs> what are you talking about? My Twitter. What would Jacob do? That's I'm gonna start wearing the WWJD bracelets again and be like, no, Please it's do. what would Jacob do? Wow. I don't. Yeah. You guys don't know Jacob? Like, it's a. You don't know Jacob? That's a T-shirt right there. Barack Obama just got reelected. Oh, I have a re- <laughs> I have a, one of these too. I never did these because I started comedy late November 2012. Oh, okay. I never even got to say these. Oh, I sh- these should have been the reason I started the show. I'm just a. I'm shocked we elected him the first time. Don't get me wrong. I'm not racist. I'm surprised that enough of America overcame their very existent racism. Like, racist people voted for Barack. That's how shitty a president George Bush was. Well, what's weird because is those same racist people are now voting for Trump. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they learned their lesson. They're like, we gave him a shot. It didn't work. <laughs> that, that's how a president George W. Bush was because Barack getting elected sounded like they were getting drunk saying, who's going to be such a bad president that the next guy elected? And it finally ended with someone going, you're going to be such a bad president that the next guy elected is going to be a black guy. Whose, na- whose last name rhymes with Osama, and his middle name is Hussein. <laughs> oh, my God. More, yeah. pe- more white people voted for Barack Obama's first term in office than would let him date their daughter. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The first, time, when, oh, the first time I ever did comedy as an adult was at work at a talent show. You did and- childhood comedy? I did when the third grade was the first time I did it. I want to hear some fucking third grade jokes, goddammit. Uh, I do remember one of them. Hear like, it. Um, I couldn't sing or dance, so my mom uh, wrote me like a two-minute set, and I only remember one of the jokes. Hack. Um, you were a hack third grader. I know. My mom wrote my jokes <laughs> for me. But I was trying to sing Paula Abdul and dance to it, and my mom's like, this shit's not going to work. Yeah. Like, <laughs> cold-hearted slave with the outfit is not appropriate for a third um, grader, Jean color- Benet. I'm the color of canned ham, and my dancing skills show that. <laughs> I mean, come on. Stop flirting with me. I remember. I know. I taste like it too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Take me out of the can, Adam. Um, no, what? <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Goddamn, Andy Good is job, fucking Andy. legit. He's on fire. You are on fire. Um, you the are the star. The only joke I remember is my mom saying, "I would." Oh, oh, let me try to think about it for a sec. I said, uh, you know, I really don't like to eat vegetables. You've got to think I'm eight or nine during this time. I was like, I really don't like to eat my vegetables. Anybody else? I was doing crowd work, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
anybody else and they're like, no, because, you know, it's an eight-year-old. Peas, right? This guy knows what I'm talking about. (laughs) And uh, I was like, my mom says there's starving kids in Africa. I was making it interracial. I was like, my mom says there's starving kids in Africa. Um, I tell her, give me an envelope and a stamp and I'll mail my leftovers to her. But that's a cute joke. Yeah, that yeah. is a cute. You know, it's got racism. It's got mild, <laughs> right. like it's political. It's Ethiopia got, it's got you a, trying to help. Yeah, right? Ethiopia was a big deal then. Like, yeah, it's still a know, big deal now. I know, but, but you know, we just don't care. Yeah, <laughs> we're just like. I, I want to jump it. on that racism one. Where I have one where it's like. <laughs> yes! Yeah, I love you, David. It's 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 one where it's like. Uh, uh, because I have this voice and because I have this skin, I'm racially ambiguous. That was my big... I used to call myself racially ambiguous all the time. And uh, I, go, I go... People are like, are you Native American? And I was like, well, I grew up in Texas. You just renamed it. It's kind of like when a Walgreens changes into a CVS. You're like, it's all the same shit. <laughs> it's always been the same shit to me. So. That's a legit fucking joke. That's a legit joke. You can still tell that. <laughs> I have... Uh, I'm not going to do an Obama joke. Aww. But yeah, so the first time I did comedy as an I was, adult... Yeah, Jacob, I, save the Obama joke for a show that, show that it's more appropriate for. <laughs> yeah. Definitely do that. Save it till four years later, and then we've got uh, President Trump, and we really look back on the good old days. So scary. I was hoping I could do my Clinton jokes. Fuck yeah! <laughs> yes, Andy! Andy Dude. Stokes, everybody! Okay. Okay. Yeah, if anybody should close the show out especially... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll do I'll do some Clinton stuff. Please. I'll do some Clinton. Okay, so you usually you know get up in the crowd and say, okay, you know a bunch of celebrities doing impressions. First up, Bill Clinton. My wife Hillary turned sixty last week. I'm gonna try and change her for three twenties. <laughs> last night she told me to get a get something to go out and get something to make her look sexy. You should have seen her face when I came home with a bottle of Jack. <laughs> Now, don't you folks worry about Monica's career. I've still got her working under the table. Know what I'm saying? (laughs) Now, seriously, folks, I would have never became governor, let alone president, without the support of Southern voters. Don't stop inbreeding. (laughs) Here's a timeless classic. I saw her standing there by the vending machine. I knew she must have been about 17, which is legal in the state of Arkansas. <laughs> Why are we here? Why are any of us here? Andy said, everybody. <laughs> I think that's a great end to the show. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming on doing this. Thank this was you for a lot having of fun. me, man. Uh, uh, any... Whose names? I know, I'm just being a dickhead. I want to make this come out as wrong as possible. <laughs> Say my name. Say it. Um, yeah, uh, if you guys want to go in a round robin and give Twitters and any types of My name's Jacob you. Christopher. You can look me up. JacobChristopherComedy.com. Whatever. 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 Um, I'm Amanda Arnold. You can find me on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Amanda, Amanda Arnold, D-U-H. And Tinder. Mm. Instagram, Amanda Ooh. Grace Arnold. Bumble. Uh, I haven't done Bumble yet. I'll work on that. I'll find you. I'll send you weird stuff of pictures of other I've people. I've matched with a lot of like people I know, and then it kind of gets weird. Yeah. yeah, it's awkward. I always swipe right on people I know, though. Mine's at, uh, at David Muscore. Or I changed it because no one can spell my damn name, so I changed my website. It still has DaveMuscore.com, but no one can spell that, so I just did MijoComedy.com. Yeah! M-I-J-O Comedy.com. That's, That's good. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, buddy. That's all my dates and stuff. That's awesome. Uh, Andy Shands. Yeah, uh, follow me on Twitch TV, the Andy Social Network. That's yeah, do that. Good. 
Fuck yeah. I'm Adam Posse, uh, Adam Posse on Twitter.com. Uh, we're going to try and come back and do this at least once a month at Kickstand Comedy Space on the third Monday of every month. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Everyone have a good day. Bye. That's probably good. Anyway. <laughs> 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 <laughs>